Praise you, Lord. If you'll open your Bibles with me tonight to Matthew, Matthew chapter 21. We'll start reading at the 17th verse. Then he left them and went out of the city to Bethany, and he lodged there. Now in the morning, as he returned to the city, he was hungry. And seeing a fig tree by the road, he came to it and found nothing on it but leaves. And said to it, Let no fruit grow on you ever again. And immediately the fig tree withered away. Now when the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, How did the fig tree wither away so soon? So Jesus answered and said to them, Assuredly I say unto you, If you have faith to... And do not doubt in doubt you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, it will be done. And all things whatsoever you ask in prayer, believing you will receive. Whatever you ask when you pray, believing you might receive, right? Will receive. You will receive. Whatever we've asked in prayer tonight, we will receive, if you believe it. Just believe that you have what you've asked for, and you're going to have it. He said, we're not to doubt. He said that we should, should do the same thing that was done to the fig tree. If we say to the mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea, and we don't doubt where? In our heart. That it will be done. You know what the problem is? Too many of us are like the little, little boy that was saying his prayers one night. And he walked over to the window, and he looked out at the mountain, and he said, Mountain, I want you out of here. Be removed and go into the sea. And he went to bed, and he went to sleep. Next morning, he woke up, walked over to the window, looked out, and he said, Aha, uh -huh, just as I thought. You're still there. Well, you see, that boy didn't have faith to believe. Your faith has made you whole, Jesus told, told the woman when she reached out and touched the hem of his garment, right? Your faith has made you whole. In the Old Testament, millions of people died in the desert. All of these Israelites died in the desert because they just didn't believe God. 
God said, look, there's the land of Canaan. I'm going to give it to you. And they said, well, let's send out some spies and see what's in the land. So they sent out 10 spies, or 12 spies, 10 of them gave an evil report. Two of them said, hey, we're well able. The other 10 said, oh, no. I mean, the people in the land are giants, and we're like grasshoppers in their sight. We're, we're not able, and they'll... Uh, we're, we're going to perish, and our children are going to perish. And God sent them out into the desert to die because they would not go in and take a hold of the promises of God. Hebrew 11.6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please God. He that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. If we are diligently seeking God, God is going to reward that kind of faith. <clears throat> I want to please God. I want to be pleasing to God. You know, I, I want to be like Enoch. It says Enoch walked with God and he was not, for God took him. That says a whole lot to me. He walked with God. He believed God. He didn't uh, walk with the world. He didn't uh, believe what the world believed. He was separate. He was different from his generation. He walked with God in faith. And God took him. And he had this report that he pleased God. Hallelujah. Let's uh, turn over to Hebrews chapter 11. Whenever you're talking about faith, you have to turn to this because this is the Hall of Fame. This is the chapter on faith. And it starts right out, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Not seen. Now faith. I want to talk about that for a minute. Now faith. Is the substance of things hoped for. Biblical faith is always now. I can't live by faith that was passed down to me by my great-grandfather or somebody. I can't live on the fact that the Assemblies of God had a great move uh, and, and Azusa Street and, and all of these things that happened around the turn of the century... That doesn't help me a bit. I've got to believe God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God is here now. God is here to answer prayer now. God is here to do something tonight. Now, faith. Right now. 
I got saved by faith back in 1973. But that doesn't help me tonight. It's now faith that's going to help me. I may have gotten healed of some sickness back uh, a while ago, but that doesn't help me tonight. Bernie was laid up in bed for a long time. And she was given faith and God touched her body and she was taken out of that sickness. Isn't that right? But that doesn't help her tonight. She needs a healing in her hips tonight. Praise God, it's now faith that's going to help her. Now faith. Now, right now. Hallelujah. See, first of all, you must believe what you're saying is going to take place. He says that if you say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea, it's going to be done. You see, out of the heart, the mouth speaks. What you got down in your heart is what you're going to say with your mouth. And you've got to begin to confess what what the heart believes. Not what you see with your eyes, but what the heart believes. I believe God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I believe that the works that Jesus did, we can do and greater because He's gone to the Father. He sits in heaven tonight interceding for the saints and He has given us power from on high. And all we got to do is believe it. Now, faith. Hallelujah. See, if we'll believe it in our heart and not doubt, and not doubt, you can't be swayed. You've got to have such an assurance that what God said is going to come to pass that no matter what anyone else says, they're not going to sway you. You're going to believe the Word of God regardless of what people say. This Word is forever settled in heaven. If God says that by His stripes I am healed, then I'm healed. Hallelujah. Yesterday's faith just does not get it. You can't live on yesterday's faith. You may have been a great man or a woman of faith yesterday. That doesn't do a thing for you today. It's the faith that you have right now that's going to perform a miracle. It's the faith that you have right now that's going to bring to pass the thing that God has put upon your heart.
Hallelujah. You had faith to believe for salvation. Can't you have faith for God to carry on the work that he started? Hallelujah. And I want to tell you, if healing is not for today, neither is salvation. The same God heals is the same God that brought salvation to us. If you need a healing tonight, then you've got to have faith in God. Not faith in yourself, not faith in some physician, not faith in, in, in faith itself, but faith in God. For God is all-powerful. God is all-knowing. God is able to do anything. Maybe you had faith to believe for healing yesterday. Like I said, that isn't going to help you tonight. But if you've got faith tonight in God, you're going to see something happen in here. I guarantee it. God will begin to act upon that faith and you'll see it happening now, right here tonight. Hallelujah. Turn with me to Ephesians 2. I'm going to be running around the Bible here a bit, so don't get discouraged. Just follow along. Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith. Now listen. And that not of yourselves. The faith that saved you did not come from you. It was a gift of God. And the faith that will bring healing to your body does not originate with you. It comes from God. He said, if you have faith and you doubt not in your heart and you say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea, it's going to be done. But that kind of faith does not originate with you. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And you begin to hear the word of God. You begin to hear what the Spirit's saying. And you begin to believe it. And then you begin to, to speak it, and you begin to react to it, and then God does the work. You see, we were saved, we're being saved, and those that endure to the end shall be saved. But it's all faith that God gives us. We have to have faith for today. 
Hey, I was saved in 73, but if I don't believe that I'm saved today, then I could lose it. You understand? I live by faith in the Son of God. I live by faith that Jesus Christ is going to see me through. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Isn't that right? Hallelujah. Habakkuk 2.4, Romans 1.17, Galatians 3.11, they all say the same thing. The just must live by faith. The just must live by faith. Not that you must start by faith and finish some other way. Like the foolish Galatians that started out in the spirit was going to try to try to end up in the flesh. We started this thing by faith and we're going to have to see it through by faith right to the very end. And faith is the evidence of things not seen. I can't see it. It's the evidence of things not seen. If I could see it with my eyes, then I wouldn't have any trouble believing it. But when you exercise faith, you're believing something that hasn't been seen yet with your eye. Isn't that right? Over in Romans 12, 3, it says we've all been given a measure of faith. You've been given a measure of faith. I've been given a measure of faith. All of us have been given a measure of faith. Now we're to exercise that faith. It may be no bigger than a mustard seed. But if we will exercise that faith, we can grow in faith. I don't, how, how many ever went to a Catherine Kuhlman meeting when she was alive? Tremendous woman of God. I mean, I saw a man bring his wife in in a wheelchair and I knew him because he was the mailman. He brought his wife in, in the, uh, not a mailman, I'm sorry, he, he was the man that gave the test for the road tests. And I had had him just a few days before for a road test. For, uh, I was getting my license to drive a motorcycle. And I saw him bring, bring this woman, his wife, in. And she got up and walked out. She got up and walked out, praise God. But Catherine Kuhlman didn't start out with that kind of faith. I think it was something that built up in her. She started with the little faith she had. She'd see something happen, and she'd exercise a little more faith, and she'd see something more happen until she had auditoriums full of people that were being healed. They even got healed out in the parking lot. Isn't 
Has God changed? No. Catherine Coleman's gone, therefore we'll never see another miracle? No. Hallelujah! God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. All we got to do is believe God. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The NIV says, being sure of what we hope for. The Living Bible says it this way, is confident assurance of something we want is going to happen. It's being confident. Assurance of something we want to happen. You've got the confidence that what you've asked for is going to take place. I've asked and I know it's going to happen. Hallelujah. Look at Titus with me. Titus 2.11. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from ever... Uh, every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people zealous of good works. Hallelujah. How do I know? You know what the blessed hope is? Jesus is going to come back. I have nothing that I can physically show you but I know that Jesus is coming. And we better be ready. Jesus is coming. I guarantee it, Jesus is coming. Because the Word of God says that He's coming back for His church. And I know that it's going to happen. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. If it was not so, I would have told you. He said, in my father's house is many mansions. And he is, can you imagine the place that he's put together for us? Hallelujah. That takes faith to believe that. Amen. You can't see it, but you, you got to believe it. Let me ask you, are you looking for him to appear? <laughs> Woo! Just all of a sudden, one of these days, he's going to come riding in on the clouds of heaven. And with a shout of the and the voice of the archangel and the trump of God. The dead in Christ are going to rise first and us that remain are going to be caught up to meet him in the sky. Hallelujah! Woo! 
I'm telling you, he's faithful. And he'll do it. And that same God is the God that said that if you say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea, it's going to be done. Same God. The same God that brings salvation is the same God that heals. Faith is the confidence that we possess now what we cannot see. Let me run that by you again. Faith is the confidence that I possess now what I cannot see. That's a fact. We're going to have to look at another scripture. Mark 11. Verse 22. I always have to go back to the same scripture because it's here that I draw a lot of strength. Mark 11, verse 22, it says, Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. He said, For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart. You see, out of the heart, the mouth speaks but believes that those things that he says, see, he's spoken them because it's in his heart. We, he's confessed it with his mouth. He's spoken it. He's asked God. And whatever he says will come to pass. He will have whatever he says but you've got to believe it you've got to believe it so much in your heart that you speak it with your mouth let me give you a for instance there was a little and I may have told this story before if you've heard it before I'm sorry but it's something that I it really touched my heart because it happened to me there was a little boy his name was Johnny, and he was, what, about two and a half? About two and a half years old. His father had never been to sea before, and so he wanted Mama to feel relatively safe. So he took a 9 millimeter Ruger pistol, loaded it, and put it up in the closet on the top shelf. Johnny saw him put it up there. I had invited her, I don't remember what her first name was. I figured it's their first time out to sea, and I'm not going to sea this month, so I'll invite her over for dinner, and we'll, we'll just kind of help her through the, this first phase of being alone. Came time for dinner, and she didn't show up. The phone rang, and she was crying, and she was hysterical. She was down at Port, 
Portsmouth uh, Naval Hospital. And I couldn't understand what she was trying to tell me. It was She was just crying so hard and so hysterical that I couldn't make sense out of it. I said, look, when you get home, we'll be over. And so when she came home, I, they lived across the street. We watched until the lights came on over there. And, and so we walked over to her house. We walked in, and what she was telling us was that Johnny had gotten the, the gun down, and he had shot himself through the hand this direction. Nine millimeter Ruger. Any of you guys know anything about pistols or about size of bullets? A little two, two and a half year old's hand. This direction. Even a 22 would do a job. And it tore up ligaments and what have you. There was no circulation in the hand. And the doctors said, we've scheduled him for surgery tomorrow morning. He's most definitely going to lose the thumb. He may lose the whole hand. And God spoke to my heart. And it seemed like foolishness. But I said, my God is still on the throne. And the fact that he has that hand means that my God can still heal it. Don't you believe it? That hand is going to be healed in the name of Jesus. And I thought to myself, where did that come from? You know, God will give you those that faith, then the devil will try to steal it away, you know? And I called CBN and I had them praying. And I, and I called our church and I had them praying. And I had everybody praying that knew how to pray. The next morning, she took Johnny to the doctors. They went up to the, emerg uh, up to the operating room. The doctor was all set to do surgery. And he looked and he said, wait a minute, there's something wrong. There's, he there, there's circulation in this hand. And he just cleaned out the wound and he bandaged it up. And he said, uh, the mother, he said, I don't understand it. He said, it's probably going to take several operations. He may never have anything but a club for a hand. But there's circulation there, so I'm not going to take the hand. She called me and told me the news, and I said, Don't you believe it? If my God said it's healed, it's healed! And I left there about, what, six weeks later? All right, but about six weeks later, when, when he came back off sea duty, all he had was a Band-Aid on his hand when I left there uh, just a short time later the mother couldn't tell you which hand was shot without looking for scars because one worked as good as the other <laughs> hallelujah and God is the same yesterday today and forever he is still doing the same miracles but it's now faith that's going to get the thing done 
You've got to ask God and believe God now. You've got to get a hold of God and take God at his word now. You can't live on yesterday's manna. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you have received them. Not you're going to receive them. Believe that you have received them. You want that healing? Ask God and then say, God, I receive it. I receive it. And I'll, I'll tell you, God will give you this assurance in your heart. And you won't be able to explain it. And they can call it hyper faith or they can call it whatever they want to call it. They call it the uh, uh, confession uh, movement or what. I'm telling you what the Word of God says. He'll put the Word in your heart and all of a sudden you believe for the thing that is not as though it already happened. All my eyes could see of that boy's hand told me that he was going to be a cripple. But God said that he was going to heal him. And he put that on my heart and I believed it. I can't take credit for it. God did it. God put the faith in my heart to believe for that. And God has to put the faith in your heart to believe for what you want tonight. It's now faith that's going to get the job done. Not what happened back in 72, 73. What's happening here tonight? Hallelujah. I, I lost a few notes, huh? <laughs> that happens occasionally. Hallelujah. Believe that you receive them and you will have them. Not you might, you will have them. Hallelujah. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Biblical faith is not based on physical evidence. I can, I can come up here and God put a, let's say I, I've got a disc uh, that, that's deteriorated. Uh, let's say that it's, it's painting me until I can't hardly stand it. And I come up here and, and the elders pray for me and, and God says to me, you're healed. Glory to God. You're healed. And you walk away and you're still hurting. But let me tell you something. If God said he healed it and he put that assurance in your heart, don't, don't back away from it. Don't listen to what, what, what's, what the back's saying. Listen to what God's saying. For it's, it's the evidence of things not seen. I don't see it, but I believe it. I hope you understand that. God speaks things to our heart, and our, we're the only one that's going to really grasp it. There was a, a case that Dr. Cho was talking about of some women over in Korea that uh, really embarrassed the church over there. 
they decided, it says in the Bible, that Peter walked on water. So they decided, well, if Peter can walk on water, all I got to do is have faith and I can walk on water. <coughs> and so they went out and tried to walk on water and they drowned. Boy, that's embarrassing. So Dr. Cho went, went to uh, the Lord and he asked him, why is this happening? He said, I didn't tell him to walk on water. You see, it's got to be for you for right now. It's got to be now, Faith. I don't care what he's done for somebody else. It's what he says he's going to do for me. And you pray and you get that assurance that God says, yes, I'm going to do it. And you hold on to it. That's the kind of faith you've got to exercise. Now faith. Second Corinthians four seventeen. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, did you get that? While we do not look at the things that are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. We're not looking at things right now. Maybe we have to suffer for a little bit. We heard a testimony this morning of a, uh, a prayer that's been going up for 34 years. And God decided today, to, or a few days ago, to answer and someone accepted the Lord. Because God doesn't do it today doesn't mean that it's not going to happen. We don't look at the things that, that are seen. We look at the things that are not seen. The things that you see are physical, but the things that you can't see are eternal and spiritual. Chapter 5, verse 7 of 2 Corinthians. For we walk by faith, not by sight. 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 I don't care if you, whatever your problem is. You walk by faith, not by what you see, not by what you feel, not by what you hear. You don't walk by the five senses. You walk by faith. Hallelujah. Turn back to Hebrews 11 now. We're going to wrap this thing up.
Hebrews 11, verse 7. By faith. I want you to notice down through there. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I count at least eight times. Nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. It says by faith. By faith. Do you get the idea? It's by faith. That's what the whole eleventh chapter is about. It's by faith. In verse 7 it says, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, underline that, it's not yet seen, <laughs> not yet seen. He was warned of things that he hadn't even seen yet. It hadn't rained on the earth. The earth was being watered as the dew came up from the earth. It hadn't rained. And God says, I'm going to make it rain for 40 days and 40 nights, and I'm going to flood the whole earth, and I'm going to drown everything on the earth, and therefore I want you to build an ark. Fine. They didn't have boats yet. He didn't know what an ark was. So he said about building an ark, looking for a flood that he'd never seen what a flood was. But faith said God was going to do it, and God's going to do it. So he said about doing what God said, regardless of what he saw with his eyes. Everybody else is, is marrying and giving in marriage and planting and sowing and reaping and, and having a glorious time and laughing at Noah. And Noah's telling them, hey, it's going to flood, it's going to rain. And they said, huh? Huh? 150 years he he said about trying to trying to convert people. And you know how many converts he had? Huh? Yeah, all he had was his own family. Boy, I talk about a disappointing ministry. Then there was Abraham. By faith, verse eight. Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place where he would afterwards receive the inheritance. And he went out, now look, dig this, not knowing where he was going. Okay, God, where now? Okay, to the right or left? I have had people give me testimonies of this very thing. There was, a, there was a pastor that was looking for a man, and he didn't know where to find him. God says, I want you to, to, to just go in faith. So he went out, and he's driving his car along, and the Lord says, turn here. So he turned there. He went along, and he... He just felt impressed to stop, and he stopped. And he stopped right in front of the guy's house that he was looking for. Just happened that way. God directed Abraham. He didn't know where he was going. He just had faith in God. He didn't.
didn't know where he was going to get his next meal. He just knew God would give it to him. He didn't know where, where uh, Howard Johnson's was or where, where uh, Burger King was or any of those places. He just had to trust God. And he had faith. He went out not knowing where he was going. Most of us, we got to have reservation. Hey, you, you got your airplane ticket before you leave, right? You confirmed your reservation. You know your son's going to meet you on the other end? Oh, that's nice. Poor Abraham didn't have any of that. <clears throat> and then, as I was reading this one day, and I was a young Christian, I came, got all the way through this, these people by faith, and I got over to chapter 12, and it says, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily be, ensnares us, and let us run the race with endurance, the race that is set before us. And I, I looked at that again, and it says, the sin that so easily ensnares us. 